Hey there, and welcome to the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell. In this episode, I'm joined by Dale Troy, founder and owner of Crush College Stress, and mom to three young women. Dale's mission is to help students gain confidence in their ability to handle college by teaching them strategies to reduce their daily stress and enable them to thrive. During our conversation, we talk about how to help teens transition to adulthood successfully and why it's important for parents to identify potential challenges before their kids leave for college. Dale shares the number one issue that college students face and how parents can get them back on track. One quick note about the audio quality of this episode. Unfortunately, I had an unexpected technical issue with my microphone. So basically, I sound like I'm speaking inside a tunnel. I'm sorry about that. But otherwise, this episode is packed full of value for parents of teens and young adults. So let's get started. Hi, Dale. Thanks so much for being here today on the High School Hamster Wheel podcast. Thank you. Really happy to be here. This is a topic that is so relevant to so many people, including me right now. Um, I think my my regular listeners will know that I have a, a upcoming senior. I can't even believe I'm saying that right now. Boy, did that go fast. But we're talking about a lot of things having to do with college and getting ready for college and what life will be like in college. And there's a lot around that. Um, But before we get there, if you wouldn't mind, just take a minute or two and introduce yourself to my audience. Absolutely. So my name is Dale Troy. I'm actually the mom to three daughters, and they've all graduated from college, from Yale, in fact. And I went to Yale and Yale Law School. I was a super high achiever, obviously. And that did not go very far. Um, I always wanted to be a lawyer. I thought that was the thing because my dad was a lawyer. My grandfather, both grandfathers actually were lawyers and it just seemed like the thing to do, but it wasn't for me. So now I am a college success coach. I really help students have that great college experience that they're supposed to have. And I believe that they really need some help in that transition from home to college. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, isn't that the truth? I've done a couple episodes on failure to launch and and getting your kids ready for college, but it still seems like um, a lot of kids are having trouble, especially now. I mean, COVID, of course, added a whole other layer to it. But let's talk a little bit about your work before we get into some specifics. So who comes to you? Like what kind of student um, is it? Did parents come to you? Do the students come directly to you? How how does that work? I'd be happy to tell you. So generally speaking, I am talking to parents. In fact, I have a Facebook group for parents called College Parent Support Community. And that's actually how I've recently been getting my clients. I develop relationships with them. They're there because they can have some concerns about their children going to college, or they have kids in college already, and they're seeing the stress of the college experience. So they come to me really when they think their child needs me. I think there is definitely a reluctance to just jump in and say, oh, my my child needs you. I, you know, they're not going to do well when they go to college. Um, I'm trying to get the message out that 
even the child who has done super well in high school may in fact have some challenges when they go to college. And I think a lot of parents have not really embraced that yet. And um, unfortunately, I, what I see is that in freshman year or sophomore year, they're failing classes, they're, they're feeling anxious or depressed or you know, overwhelmed with college and not feeling good about themselves because they're not performing as well as they did in high school. So in my mind, everyone needs some kind of additional preparation for college. And, there, and it's, it's not built into the system at this point. And I'm trying to fill that gap. Yeah, so many questions, I don't even know where to begin. So let's start with, are there ways, and let me back up for a second. So you're a college success Mm -hmm. coach, but a lot of what you teach and a lot of the challenges that the kids face could happen whether they're going to college or whether they're going in a different direction, right? I mean, it's really about transitioning to the next thing, whatever that is, that's, right? That's so true. It's really, actually, it's really becoming an adult, no longer being the child in your parents' home. And whatever you're going to do, wherever you're going to be, can you function well without your parents hovering over and telling you and reminding you and being there every time there's an issue? So what kind of things should parents look for when their kids are getting ready to transition? So they're like me, they have maybe their, their, I think to say child, but their teen is headed to senior year, let's say in high school and all the things that happen in senior year. And they're starting to think about what's coming after. Are there kind of signs or indicators for parents that their kid might not be ready to fly the coop? Um, well, I certainly would say that by that time, by senior year, you should be pulling back and seeing if they can do things on their own. You know, don't be the wake-up alarm for them. Don't make all the phone calls they need to make or the emails they should be sending themselves. Don't remind them about their homework and check it. Uh, Don't bring the sneakers to school because they forgot to bring them for gym class. You know, just try try to separate yourself a bit and see if they can function more independently and see... Just see how how they are. Um, That will give you some clue. Yeah, easier said than done. (laughs) (laughs) I said, as a recovering overparenter myself, um, yeah, I'm I'm getting a lot better, especially this year. Um, And for kids that have even more, you know, some might have some learning challenges or some social emotional um, things they're facing. It's an even tougher transition, right? And are you working with with families like that too? Where are some of the clients that you see kids who really have other challenges that they have to overcome? Uh, yes, I actually have worked with quite a number of students who have ADHD. I, I'm not an official ADHD coach, but it's basic executive functioning skills that I work with all the time that they really need. So we focus on that, and we really focus on getting mm-hmm. them to use a planner to schedule their day and constantly looking at it and making sure everything's written down and just, you know, putting in place some systems, some structure so that they can something to follow rather than trying to remember things which they won't remember. I've had a couple of guests that have talked about 
executive functioning and, and exactly the kind of stuff you're talking about, time management, yeah. you know, prioritizing work, all that stuff. And it continues to be a problem. And what about, are you seeing a lot of kids with depression, anxiety? I mean, look, before COVID, that was a big deal and it's only growing from there, but are, are you seeing a, an increase in that kind of struggle? Uh, well, certainly in the literature, there's, and, you know, colleges are seeing a, a huge increase in that in depression and anxiety. And even it's interesting, students, even actually at Yale, are demanding more services, more wellness professionals, more access to stress reducing um, activities. So that's a good thing. But honestly, the population in, on a college campus is so huge that they're, they're never going to have enough. So I don't think you can rely on that. I think you have to make sure that your child has some tools in place that they can use that they can go to. Um, but in terms of the kids that I work with, yeah, oftentimes they do, they are on medication, they are seeing a psychiatrist already. So I'm, you know, I'm not doing that part of it, but um, what I do is complementary to what they're, what they're working on with, with their therapist. Yeah, and that problem... That lives in high schools too. There is not, there are not enough resources. There's not enough funding for it. Um, you know, there's like one counselor and not even a mental health counselor, one guidance counselor to five, 600 kids. Right. It's, oh, that's another podcast episode. Right. Don't get me right. started. <laughs> but um, okay. So let's talk about the high school experience because now you've, you know, personally you've, you've had three young women go through high school. And I talk a lot about on this podcast, I talk a lot about all of the options, right? I think we need our kids to understand college is a fantastic choice. If it's right for you, if it's right for where you're headed, how was that experience with your own girls? And, and what kind of advice or insight do you have around that for parents whose kids might have no clue what they're doing? Well, I mean, Based on my own background, um, my I came from a family where education was the thing that was focused on. It, there was no question. Everybody was going to college, and you were going to the best college you could get into. And that's what we all did. I mean, I went to Yale. My brother went to UPenn, and my other brother went to Boston College. So we, um, you know, we, we did the thing. But it was, I mean, it, I didn't think anything. I mean, I thought that's what I wanted to do. I, I thought right away that I wanted to go to law school. And my husband, similarly, his dad was a professor at Rutgers. So education was his focus as well. And I met my husband at Yale. So, you know, we together, we never even broached the subject of doing anything other than college. And, and they grew up in a community. My, my kids grew up in a community where 99% of kids went to college and the whole high school experience was in retrospect felt like it was all about where, where are you going to college? Um, yeah. And, and I, that is sad to me, you know, because there's so much more that should be happening there than so much, than, you know, there's just way too much focus on getting into college and taking the right AP courses and getting the recommendations and doing all the activities and, I think it's a shame. And I think that's also one reason why kids are so stressed. Even by the time they get into college, they've had such a stressful four years in high school 
that a lot of them are just kind of like they're done, you know, yay, they got into college, but they don't have the stamina. They don't have like the energy to pursue college, um, which probably means they should have taken a gap year. But there's, you're right. They're so burnt out by then because they've worked so hard to get into that school, whatever that school is. And it's really baffling to me. Like this, when I went to high school, it was, you know, a really long time ago and, uh, you know, 30 plus years ago. And it hasn't changed all that much as far as the, you go to high school, you do the college prep courses. I mean, we didn't have all the APs and all the dual enrollment and all that, that back then, but it was all about getting into the best school. And, you know, 30 plus years later, the message hasn't changed all that much. You know, there's people like me and and others like me who are walking around going, find the path that's best for them, college or not, you know, but, but we're the minority. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know, I, somebody said to me early on, it's a big ship to turn and it is, but I think the only people that can turn it, frankly, are parents because the colleges, they're a business and they're selling you something and they're not going to stop selling you something. So anybody who's going to like tip that scale it's going to have to be parents who say to their kids, listen, you have a choice here. Um, but at the same, I mean, I grew up in a, a family of, you know, my parents both had advanced degrees. My sister went to Rutgers, in fact, um, and got her master's. My brother, like, same, except for me, who <laughs> <laughs> was like, yeah, this isn't for me. Um, and I quit. I mean, I got my associate's degree, but I was done. I guess my point is, until we have these conversations openly and honestly with parents and parents understand that there has to be a mind shift and that the world has changed. The world of work has changed so much. Um, I don't know how we get there. Yeah. I think it's also up to the high schools because the high schools are on that same path. They're not offering any other alternatives for the most part, um, unless you're going to a specialized high school. That's not kind of mainstream. Yeah, our district has some, you know, career and technical education, some, but there's also that abyss of kids in the middle, right? There's the the high achievers, I'm going to college, I know what I'm going to do. And then there's the kids who are like, I know I want to trade, I'm going to go to, you know, I'm going to become an electrician or dental hygienist or a cosmetologist, whatever that is. And then there's all those other kids in the middle who aren't doing either. And there's not a lot of coaching for them. So that's true. That's why people like. Around, <laughs> um, <laughs> so what else, like, what do you think parents can be doing, especially as we're, let, let's talk about college. Cause that's kind of the main focus here. What can they be doing to help their teens start to prepare? I think we'll, let's talk about the, before they get there. And then let, then we can talk about the, after they get there and they start to unravel. So um, what's, what's good to do up front um, well, well, I guess I would say starting from what we just talked about, pulling back, letting your kids do do more things, and and if it's something, say say even learning to do laundry, don't just say okay, now it's time to do your laundry. Rather, make it a step by step process. Do it with them, then do it while they're you know be there, but they're taking the action and pouring in the soap and so forth, and then third time, let them do it themselves. So make it a process. Um, and similarly, you can be talking about 
budgeting, you know, how do you budget your money and how do you uh, use a checking account and a checkbook and all those kinds of things, things mm -hmm. like things that you kind of think, oh, they must know that, but they don't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm finding that yeah. out. <laughs> I mean, I've actually heard stories of um, kids because we don't use mail that often. Like they don't even know how to address an envelope and, and why you need a stamp and how do you know how much to put on. And you know, there's, so, there's so many simple things that you maybe have to kind of step back and maybe even make a list of you know, what are the things that I feel my child needs to know before they leave my house. And have I really given them those skills? Do they even know how to, um, you know, fill their car with gas or, th you know, things like that? Yep. We had a similar situation at the gas station with my family. So, <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you mean by that. Um, are most of your clients kids who are college students already? More of them are college students already because that's when the parent realizes that uh-oh, something's going wrong and I don't know what to do. They're not getting help from the college, whatever resources are at college, and they need to find some other help. Um, but I do, I, I have a program specifically for kids going into college where we go through time management and how to manage stress and how to uh, self-advocate and be more resilient and have a positive mindset, you know, all those great skills that are, you know, again, parents might think they kind of, that they just know those, but they actually don't. And they won't listen to us when we try and yeah, help them. Yeah, and they'll be like, <laughs> you don't know anything. I hear, I hear it from my own kids. Like, they don't want to listen mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So what do you think is the biggest uh, challenge that, that college kids are facing right now? Is it time management? Is it Yeah, I would say else? it's the time management is probably the biggest. And then for some kids, it's also the stress and they don't know how to handle mm. stress and, and they make bad choices or they don't make any choice and they kind of just become overwhelmed and don't do anything. Um, but yeah. Uh, I, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, whenever I start working with a student, I, I will always say, if you can get the time management down, if you can become really good at that, you're, you're going to be fine. That, that That's what stresses out kids because they don't know how to get everything done and it just becomes like a big mess how to balance social and academics and and feel comfortable um, that you're doing everything and doing the best you can and if you don't have the time management skills it's really hard to do that so a lot of them then are just not getting the work done and their grades are plummeting and exactly yeah and they're they're trying to hand in work late or, you know, get extra credit for some other assignment. I mean, and professors, maybe high, in high school, you can get away with some of that. But in college, it's really hard to get away with that. Are you starting to see kids who are struggling with the decision they've made, not necessarily to go to college, but the ma the major that they've chosen or the path that they're on and and what, how would you help somebody like that? I have seen that. Not a lot. I definitely have, especially if, if they're not doing well grade-wise in the major that they've chosen, then all of a sudden they're like, oh, you know, maybe I'm not good at this or maybe I chose the wrong thing. So it's hard to know sometimes whether did they choose, choose the wrong thing or are they not 
spending enough time on it and not asking the professor questions. So that's why they don't understand it. So, you know, you have to kind of, I mean, uh, what I'm trying to do is not necessarily change their major, but get them to use all the resources, have better study skills, see if they can get better grades and see if they start to like it more because they're doing better and they're feeling more on top of it. Don't you know that you're a grown up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. (laughs) And I know a lot of colleges have what they call, some call it student success some call it student retention, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Are you seeing any particular schools do a really good job with helping kids who are struggling versus others who are not? <laughs> and if you don't want to name names, that's okay. <laughs> um, one thing I can, I've can noticed a lot is although colleges have resources, like for instance, a writing center, a lot of times the student can't get an appointment. So although they supposedly have resources, there's no way to access them because there's, again, there aren't enough, there's not enough staff. So that's where I find it to be very frustrating because I like, I know these, I know the student could use some help, whether it's a tutor or a writing center or whatever. And they, and there's just no way there's, you know, there's no way to get employment. Um, so I can't really say, I mean, no school comes to mind where I can say, wow, they're doing a great job. Um, that's because I'm not working with those students. <laughs> Maybe that, that would make sense. Yeah, right? that's true. That's true. <laughs> Otherwise, they wouldn't that's be coming to me because they'd be all fine. But yeah, I mean, it's pretty common for them not to be finding the resources that they need. Or even if they do, it's not, I mean, what I do is much more personal and they have access to me through texting and we're on Zoom and it's much more of a one-on-one kind of mentoring feeling. Whereas if they make an appointment at a writing center, they probably won't even have the same person more than once. And, you know, and it's like a very short little appointment because they have to have the next person. So um, I'm what I'm offering is much more personal. Yeah, that sounds like a great resource. I mean, I, I talk to kids and college kids all the time and the struggles are all pretty similar. Same, like falling behind feeling overwhelmed because there's so many balls in the air. I mean, it's interesting too, you know, kids transition from elementary school to middle school to high school and high school feels like a lot for them, right? Cause it's seven periods and they have all these different teachers, but I keep saying like, this is nothing. Like, Why do you get out in the real world in a job or go to college? There's nobody standing over you going, that assignment is due Friday. Why aren't you doing it? It's here you go. Have at it. So any other advice for parents how to help their kids? Let's say a college student has come home for the summer this year and said to their parent, 
I'm not going back. I'm overwhelmed. I'm not doing well. I'm struggling. How can parents help them get back on track and feel better about going back in the fall? Hmm. Good question. Uh, well, going back to the time management, I, I think I would, if I was their parent, I would really have a conversation about how are, are you managing your time? Well, are you using a planner? Are you keeping track? You know, why, why are you feeling so overwhelmed? I, you know, I need to know more. And if they see that they aren't keeping up with their work and they don't know how to plan a day, they need to get help with that before they go back because it's going to be the same thing, you know, do it the same thing over and over again and get the same result. So they, they, they need to improve that at skill for sure. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, they're probably lacking confidence and they're just feeling bad about themselves. Um, so they need to figure out like how to boost them up, praise them for what they are doing well for their personality, you know, for their qualities as a human being and that school, you know, school, the grades aren't everything, but let's, let's get that working better for you. So you feel better about yourself and that you can keep going. Um, and they might need some specific ways to handle the stress that they're feeling, whether it's learning to deep breathe or meditate or, you know, listen to appropriate music or learn how to do yoga. I mean, there's so many different ways to feel less stressed and just calmer and more and more in control. All good suggestions. And I think our, this generation in particular there's so many distractions in their life. Like we didn't have yeah. all that, right? Like we didn't have the smartphones and all the things. And not that we didn't have other distractions, but gosh, I actually remember we'd go to the library on a Friday night to study and actually study because there was nothing else to do and you couldn't make noise in the library. But these kids, it's, I, I say this to my kids all the time too. I'm like, your study habits stink because the TV's on in the background or whatever's going on around them and they seem to be doing okay, but I'm sure it's going to catch up with them. Um, but I think all the things you're talking about, like learning how to focus through meditation and breathing exercises and all that, and to calm themselves, I think that's really good advice for them. If we can get them to actually do that. I mean, that's, that's the hardest struggle I think is, is helping them help themselves. Right. Absolutely. I mean, you can, Say, talk about it, but if they're not doing it, it's not going to make a difference. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's where I feel I do make a huge difference because as you said before, they will listen to somebody who's not their parent. And, and I've seen that so many times and parents will say, you know, I've been telling them to use a planner for 10 years. They won't do it. And now they're doing it. I don't understand. What did you say? <laughs> uh, we're going to use a planner. I'm going to show you how to do it. <laughs> so they, they, they treat me differently. And same with them. Um, I've had so many kids learn how to do some deep breathing, which they never would have done with their parents. And they love it. I had one girl who was having panic attacks every time she had to take a test. And with the deep breathing, she that's that ended and she actually started doing deep breathing all throughout her day. And I mean, she was a changed person. But, you know, wow. there's some simple things. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. All right. So I'm going to ask you a planner yeah. question. Um, and I know it's different for everybody. Like I'm a 
I'm a paper yeah. person. I have a paper planner. I also have my phone, <laughs> you know, and everything on there, but I love my planner. Do you recommend actual paper planners for kids? Do you find that's better? When I say kids, you know, college kids. I'm holding, holding up my paper, paper planner. planner. I, I Not only do I recommend one, but I found one on Amazon that's like very good for college students. And I, and I now send it to them when they start working with me. Okay, okay we're going to okay, put that link okay. in the show notes so kids can yeah. find it. Although we should we should make them come okay. to you for it. <laughs> whatever. We'll, <laughs> we'll okay. put the link okay. in the show notes. Um, that's great. Any other tools or, or apps um, or anything that you recommend to the kids you work with? You know, I um, got involved recently with a company. It's called Positive Prime. And what they have is what they're called Sessions. And they, the idea is to prime your brain for positivity, happiness, you know, all those kinds of things, product productivity, just feeling good. Um, and I can give you, I have a, I have a link to a free session. They can some, they can try and I love it. I mean, if you use that every day, you will just feel like a different person. I mean, it's, and it's scientifically based on neuroscience. Um, uses affirmations, images, and music all together, and and you listen to it. Um, apparently, I was told that if you listen for three minutes, minimum three minutes, and watch this session, you will have the effect for like six hours that your brain will have changed. Uh, yeah, really? so you should try it too. <laughs> I'm going yeah. to try it. I'm, we're going to put yeah. that link in the show notes and I'm going to yeah. click on it. So that's, that's really a, a fun thing. Yeah. I also, you know, I also have a lot of kids who have um, sleep issues. So we talk a lot about proper sleep hygiene. And then um, I also often give them a sleep app to listen to, to get the, get them in the right mood. But Again, you know, if you're not taking care of your body, I have a whole section on that. If you're not taking care of your body, you're, there's no way that you're going to do well in school. So, and sleep is yeah. a real problem for college students. It's a real problem for yeah. everyone. I mean, for adults for different reasons, but even my teenagers. And I know the circadian yeah. clock, you know, they're not tired till midnight or later, but their sleep is so erratic. It's so all over the place and it can't be good for them. And it can't be good for their learning and their driving and everything else they need to do with their brain. So I worry about that. Exactly. Too. Yeah. Okay. So that's something like, I was just Any, thinking that's something that uh, parents could also think about this year before they go to college, you know, getting them to have better health habits, specifically sleeping exercising more regularly, eating healthy food and drinking enough water. Those are my four main focuses. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Those are, and they all sound like common sense, right? But, but to actually get them to do it isn't as easy as it sounds. No, no. And that, yeah. I mean, I think for those kinds of things, modeling is probably the best way to approach it. You know, if you're talking about the healthy fruit smoothie you just had for a snack instead of uh, cookies, you know, things like that. Maybe they'll start to catch on that. This is, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. hope so. Well, this has been super helpful. Thank you for all this information and uh, great suggestions for parents to help get their kids ready to go to college or ready to go back to college. 
Um, but if anybody wants to reach out to you and learn more from you and, and talk to you about um, maybe working with you, where are the best places to find you online? Well, probably my website, which is crushcollegestress.com. I'm also doing a five-day challenge starting next week. Um, I don't know when this is airing, though. So <laughs> it may be too, it may be too late. Um, they, probably my Facebook group would be a good one also, uh, which is College Parents Support Community on Facebook. Um, okay. Yeah. And then I have a calendar link, which is talkwithdale.com. If you just want to have a phone call and find out what I do, that's easy. Okay. I will put all of these in the show notes. And um, I really appreciate it. It's, it's really nice to connect with you. And I'm glad we got the opportunity oh, to talk Thank today. you so much. I enjoyed it. Dale sure is a wealth of experience and information for parents of teens and young adults. Whether your teen is headed to college or on another path, just about everything Dale shared is relevant. One of the things that Dale said really resonated with me. We need to help our teens learn how to help themselves. If they're going to survive and thrive in the adulting world, preparing them starts now while they're still at home. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm super grateful that you're listening, and I'd really appreciate it if you would follow or subscribe the High School Hamster Wheel podcast in your favorite podcast player. I welcome your feedback, and I'd love to hear any ideas you have for future episodes. All links and references mentioned in this episode can be found in the show notes, at highschoolhamsterwheel.com slash 85. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with another episode of the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Burn the Boats from Evergreen Podcasts. I interview political leaders and influencers, folks like award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and conservative columnist Bill Kristol about the choices they confront when failure is not an option. I won't agree with everyone I talk to, but I respect anyone who believes in something enough to risk everything for it. Because history belongs to those willing to burn the boats. Episodes are out every other week wherever you get your podcasts.